BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here at BeastNet. And on this episode, I have with me Russ Blatt. Um, Russ, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, hello. How are you tonight? Uh, I am the good. creator and <laughs> I'm the creator and founder of OCR Buddy. Um, for those that yeah. do not do not know what OCR Buddy is, OCR <laughs> Buddy is the premier and only obstacle course racing app that's basically a calendar and database. So we take the basic what we do is we take races from all around the internet, uh, from all around the world. We're over 68, 70 countries. We bring them all into one spot, one database that is in our app. So you have all of that in the palm of your hands. So in other words, so you don't have to go from Spartan website to the Tough Mudder website to the Dirty Dash website to Summit to Swamp to this race to that race. It's all right there in the palm mm-hmm. of your hands. And that's, uh, nice. that's the basic of what OCR Buddy is. Yeah. So what... What brought you to, to come up with that? I mean, what, where did that, how did that idea come about? Well, let me ask you a question. When you, you know, when, when you decide, okay, the beginning of the year, it's whatever month you're talking, December, January, February, you're looking for, okay, what am I going to do this year? What do you do? You go on this website and you just write down the dates and you yep. figure out, okay, which race can I do? Then I go to this website and I go to that website. I was doing that myself about three, four years, four years ago. And I said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be an app out there. Um, and there wasn't, you know, and, and there are places where you can see various events, but there was nothing simple and nothing that was um, easily accessible. And yeah. that's how it started. And I said, you know what, if no one's done it, I'll be the guy to take on the undertaking. And uh, that was the beginning of it. I think that was about, I think that was February 15th. To be honest, I think it was February 15th. Took us about a year and a half to get loaded and rolling, and um, that's really that's really what it was. It was just a matter of, hey, where can I find this? No, all right, well, let's create it, and that's what we did, and that's how it started. That's awesome. I mean, that that is cool. So, were you an OCR person before that? I mean, obviously, I figured you were probably OCR before that, but so, what got you into OCR to begin with? I started my first event. I'm on the East Coast. I'm in New York. Um, for those that don't mm-hmm. know. And my first event was the City Field Spartan Race. Back then, before it was called the Stadium, it was just, you know, the City Field Spartan Race, this, uh, the sprint. Mm-hmm. And I, wanted, I heard in, in New York they had commercials in 2012 for it. And for somehow I just missed it, never got to it. And I said to myself, and I made a mental note, I said, 2013, I'm going to do this. And along came April 2013, and... I went to uh, City Field and happened to meet a college friend of mine who didn't know was involved in obstacle racing and hooked up with him. And we did City Field with a group of people and one thing led to another. And that's how I got started. OCR is one of those things that I believe that when you do it, you either love it or you do never want to do it again. And when I got done with it, I just want I just wanted to just to get to another race. And a couple months later, I got to do um, a Rugged Maniac and then another Spartan Sprint in an area here, Tuxedo, New York. And I got hooked. Um, I did a couple other races that year, a Tough Mudder, a uh, Spartan Super. And then it just started growing from there. 
So I've been doing this now almost seven years. Wow. It feels like forever. Yeah. What about you? When did yeah, you get started? Yeah, I know that feeling. For me, it was actually, what's funny is that a lot of people don't know this. It was actually in 2010, I did a Gladiator rock and run. And it was one of the few times they were up here in Washington. Um, and then I didn't do another one until I think it was like 2015 or 16. I did a couple of the, the smaller races around here that don't, don't even exist anymore. They're like Hell Run and a couple of those. Um, but I didn't do my first, like, you know, I did Dirty or dirty Dash, Mud, you know, Mud Factor, some of those smaller ones. And then in 2015, I had volunteered in 2014 for a Spartan race because my hand was injured and I got a race, but I'd never done one. So I volunteered at one and then I'm like, oh, I have a free race. And me and my wife were like, you know, let's take a trip, you know, together and I can do a Spartan race. So we chose Montana, not knowing anything about it the and beast? not doing any research. Yes. So I had never done any research, never done any Spartan. And I'm like, I've done half marathons. I've done these like little mud runs. This will be a piece of cake. Yeah. Like eight hours later, I'm like, this was the dumbest choice of my life. But I kept going and kept doing more. So it just kind of got me hooked. It was that challenge of the, I feel like I found myself on that mountain, you know, because there was those times where you're like, this is stupid. I need to quit. And then there's yeah, that I, other I, part of your brain yeah. that's like, go, keep doing it anyway. And that's the side that I wanted to keep going. So, you know, I, I love them. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. And, and again, it's, um, I'm sure, you know, it's, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have had that moment where you, where it's either your first race or your second race. It's usually after the race. It's not during the race yeah. that you have that feeling. It's usually after, after you've done fire, you've crossed the line, you have the medal, the headband, the shirt, and you go, wow, that was awesome. I, I got to do that again. Yeah. yeah and, um, and then it's like, okay, when can I do this next one? And I think it, it's, it's that moment. It's a pretty cool moment because, you know, obstacle racing, it's, it's been around, you know, at least in the U.S. for 10 years or so. And um, yeah. so it's, it's relatively new, you know. So think about something that you've done for the first time, a new sport, um, whether it's, you know, whether you've the first time you played basketball, the first time you played badminton or, or now I guess pickleball is a sport that's out there now. But it's like that first time you do something new and it's like, wow, wow this, this is me. Like, I got this. Like, I understand yeah. it. And, and not everyone does that. Not everyone gets it. Um, my wife, for example, doesn't um, understand why I like playing in mud and, you know, put, no, my subjecting, myself, yeah, subjecting myself to, you know, ice baths or, you know, electric, sh electric shocks or whatever. And I just look at her and I say, I, I get it. I like it. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, she shakes her head and just says, don't, don't, don't get hurt. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I get yeah, that same speech. Yeah, but uh, yeah. and and I totally get what you're saying. Like you know, sometimes you're in that race and you go, "What am I doing? You know, why yeah. am I out here?" Usually with me, it's like you know about a quarter mile in. <laughs> it's like you just yeah. like, "Oh, what am I doing here?" And then then you just realize you're having fun, and you know, it's I've even you know I I broke my ribs during a race too once, and uh, some guy Ooh. picked my hands up. Yeah, he picked my hands up. It was uh. A rugged maniac where they do that, they have the quarter pipe, and they used to, used to have on the top a four by four. And so I went up, and a guy grabbed my hands without me asking, pulled me over, and dropped me, and dropped me with my ribs on top of this four by four and cracked them. Oh. Um, two of my ribs, luckily, that's near the end of the race. For those that don't know, rugged maniac, they have a quarter pipe, yeah, that's and then they have, um, 
Yeah, then they have the uh, the rope climb and then something, not a rope, like the neck climb and then something else and then slide down. Yeah. So my finisher picture is of me with both hands of mine, like going around, you know, my ribs, like pulling my ribs in. Yeah, so that was the only time I've gotten hurt, but still finished the race. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah, I get I that feeling of I got to finish. So yeah, yeah, I've been there. I've done the, my, mine has always been, I have a, a, a love-hate relationship with the Spartan races in Hawaii. So I've Ooh. done, this is the first year I finally hit all three. I did all three races in a weekend. I got the trifecta in a weekend and it, it was painful. <laughs> it was very painful, but I did it. So, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. Hawaii's I mean, one of those special races. Yeah, it is. Hawaii's and it, it took races. me, to, it took me three, well, four tries really. The first year I went to go do Hawaii, I had actually broken my foot eight weeks before. But I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. The doctor says, yeah, the doctor's like, as long as you don't land on that foot and you keep your boot on, you'll be fine. I'm like, cool, I'm doing this. So I went for it, and I I DNF'd on the beast because I couldn't move. I just could not move fast enough. I ended up finishing the super, and that was it. Then the next year I uh, I did two of the races, but my feet were so tore up, I decided I wasn't going to do the sprint. And then, yeah, so, and then the next year there was a hurricane. Mm. So we, the, the races were canceled and then I finally did it this year. I was able to do all three in a weekend, but it was, it was brutal. I mean, by the time I finished, it was, I was pretty much in zombie mode and just kind of like walking. <laughs> and it goes, it goes yeah. B super sprint, right? That's the order. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and you do the beast on Saturday and then you do the super Sunday morning and then Pretty much as soon as you finish the super, you jump in the line and go do the sprint. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it was one of those, literally when I finished the super, I'm looking at my friend, Nick, and I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm done. And Nick's like, okay, cool. Let's go get our packet. And I'm like, no, seriously, yeah. I, I, I don't think I can do another race. And he's like, okay, let's go get our packet. And by the time I like finished arguing with him, I was standing in the start line with, you know, my headband on and everything. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. You just. It was, yeah, next thing you know. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're four miles in. You know. Or you. Or if it's yeah. a Spartan race, your watch says four miles, but you're really a mile two and a half. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spartan miles don't. You know. I never trust the volunteers. I did a race one time, and because I've done Montana multiple times, and on one of the Montana races, I remember literally a volunteer looking at me, going, "You're almost there," and I'm like, "I can still see the finish line. Shut up." <laughs> Like I know I'm not almost there. I can. I haven't even gone a mile yet, and this is a beast. Yeah, Killington is very yeah. uh, is very um, famous for that. Um, I've done it five times. I couldn't race last year because I had a torn tendon in my foot. Um, but so I've Ooh. been there five times. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, and I remember it was like my third year. So you're talking about 2016, I think it was. Um, you come through the woods. You come out to like a plateau, and in front of you is mile marker 11. Everybody's watch mm-hmm. was 13 point something. And I remember this one girl oh, yeah. comes out of the woods. I, I, was, I was even turning around like, you don't want to see what's in front of you. She comes over. She sees the sign. She picks it up. And I think she, and I think she threw it down the mountain. Just yelling <laughs> and screaming. But I, yeah, I can see Killington's, that. yeah, Killington's known for that. You know, it's like everyone's watch is like, you know, 18.4, 17.6, you know, depending on how it's set. And, you know, hey, look, mile 14. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the one thing that I've been been looking. I'm not sure how it's going to be, you know, the Spartans, like, said that they're going to, you know, the races are going to be standardized. 
And I'm like, you know, it's no, no more of these surprise 20 mile freaking beasts. So, yeah, because I've done. Well, they, they say it? It was, that. <laughs> yeah. They say well, yeah, that. They I, say know, that so, I know some of them. Yeah, I know some of the directors. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what it actually is. But I know that they want to standardize it. Um, you know, the 5K with the 20, the 10K with the 23 or 25 obstacles. I forget off the top of my head. And the beast, they're calling it the half marathon. So, yeah. You know, in the past, so, well, they yeah, didn't we'll count see. the loops. Yeah, in the past, they didn't count the loops. Now they count the loops. You know, the, the carries, I should say. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it should be interesting we'll uh, year for Spartan. It, it should be. Because, I mean, I remember when I did, you know, I mentioned I did the 2015 Beast in Montana. That was the Founders Race. And I remember seeing mile marker 19 and being like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm like, when I signed up for this, it said 13 plus miles. It didn't say 20. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was in the brochure. That was an interesting one. Yeah, this was not well, in the brochure. So yeah, it's a little <laughs> hard with the ultras though to do that because if you're at mile marker twenty, you know the ultras are doing forty something miles, and that's a little uh, yeah. You know, even even for the ultras, I think that's a little much. You know, that forty is, miles. So, of well, that was one people. of the. I don't think they had the ultras at the in fifteen, but yeah, but that was it was a founders race because that's one thing that I've always you know I don't have a fifteen beast medal. I have the trifecta from 15, but my medal from 15 was the, it's a like circle with little spears sticking out of it. So it's a completely different random medal that they only gave out at the founder's race. So that's interesting. So it's, it is, it's probably my favorite medal because it's one, it's a one of a, you know, a one-off that they really only did for the founder's races. So, yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, they interesting. They did a founders race in Killington once. They did a founders race in Killington, um, which they did, and it was a little bit different than they did. Was more of the, you know, we're just going to kill you on mileage. But that year was that was the famous year of the uh, the water, no water up there that year, and it was a hot day, and Ooh. yeah, it was it was a mess. Um, some changes happened after that race up there. Um, it was it was like you'd get to you know every 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 stop you went to they didn't have water go to the next one go to the next yeah. one a friend of mine dehydrated i know she was in the hospital for the night there were about 12 people i think that were at the hospital with dehydration at that night um and it was you know killington is, is in mid-september in vermont and i've been there where it's been 38 degrees and i've been there where it's been 85 degrees that day was about 70. so it was a warmish day where you're yeah. doing the kind of mileage and um yeah, they they learned their lessons from that. So, but we got a regular medal. We didn't get a, a a special medal that year. Yeah, so it's it's weird. I've only seen the only time I've ever seen it was that that year in Montana. So it's a very very different medal. I like it. I mean, like I said, it's you know special to me because it's it's different. It stands out from the rest. And plus, it was my first Spartans. So so back to the the OCR buddy. What are your what's the future of OCR buddy? I mean, I know right uh, now you've got future? it, and how do people find it? I mean, well, and how do people find it, too? I mean, well, I know when we post this episode, I'll make sure that we post up links to all your stuff but so people can go get it. But how do people get it, and how does, how does, it, how does it work and all that kind of – and the cost and all that fun stuff? All right. Well, OCR Buddy is available. Uh, we have a free version, a free version that's available for download at the App Store and Google Play. Uh, just search OCR Buddy. It is you'll find it. Or if you go to our website, um, which is OCRBuddy.com, um, 
you can just click. It'll take you to you know to download um, the app at either the Google Play or or the App Store. And what for the first three two and a half years, um, that download was a dollar ninety nine right away. And a lot of people, and I would say over 50, 60 people came to me different ways and said, you know, you should have a free version, a test version. And that's really what this version is. You can see 30 days ahead of you um, all the events that are listed. You can see most of the features that we have within the app. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's, and then within the app we have, then you can purchase the $1.99 version, um, which is one-time cost, lifetime subscription, no up fees within that. Um, you know, I've been asked before, hey, you know, is this every year? No, it's a dollar ninety nine and that's the only time you pay anything for OCR Buddy. And um what I do just to make people aware, um, what I do is forty cents of every download because Apple Store and Google Play get there thirty percent. Um so what I do is every time that there's a thousand downloads, I donate four hundred dollars to charity. Um, usually it's a cancer charity and um, either a veteran or heart charity. Um, veterans, obvious reasons, you know, obviously everybody is supportive of the veterans. I'm a heart surgery survivor, so I have my own reason for why I do hearts, you know, stuff. So, um, so basically every, you know, 30% of every purchase goes to charity. So it's a dollar ninety nine, yeah. and it's a one-time purchase. And, um, Google Store and uh, Google Store and yeah, uh, Google Play in the App Store. Where to get it? Um, and on what? Yeah, it's so um, right now. Just to give a background of what um, you can do with it, because I know it, it's basically you know, you know, just to give people background, I guess to start, we do all the work. There is um, there is we don't use computer programs. We don't use APIs. We don't use any technology except for Myself as one person that helps me um, entering the data into OCR Buddy. Uh, users and anyone who has downloaded the app or race directors can enter through our website. We have a submit an event on our website. We have a submit an event in the app, but everything is by hand. So there's no like you know searching the internet and everything comes in. So we do all of it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And every event, every event in the database that gets moderated is done by me. So everything that's into the app, uh -huh. I actually see it. Um, and I think that it's uh, for two reasons. One, I don't want um, events to be spammed. You know, you, it's you know, I don't want people to be overloaded with non-real events, which are really just ads yeah. for things which I do get and I, I do not push through. And the other reason is I want to make sure that the information is as correct as I can find it to be after it's submitted. And also, I want it to be in the succinct uh, form. You know, when you see the event you know, in the app and um, when you open up an event and you see an event, there's certain information that I want to make sure people see. And obviously that's the name of the event, where it is, uh, length, uh, description, um, you know, little things like is it a qualifier for something, you know, and obviously we're not 100% on everything all the time, but I do my best. Um, are you going to, is it a, uh, are there elite waves, is there, you know, any kind of information that we can give about the event, I try to make sure is in there. Um, you will have the ability to click a button to get to the website, to register for the event on your own. We have a button for the weather. So you could push a button and see what the weather is at that location of the event um, right now, and you could forward to the date. So you know, if you're an OCR, you know, you're an athlete, 
and you know in five days you're going to be at the Arizona Spartan, you know, the super, you can click mm -hmm. the button and say, okay, it's going to be 68 degrees and raining, you know, which is a good feature. Uh, so all that, all that you get just by um, in the event page itself. All that information is there. Um, also through the app, it's called OCR Buddy, so the, the keyword is Buddy, is that um, you, can, you can buddy up, you can buddy people through the app. So, you know, your friends are also in the app, and then through there, you could also see their schedules. Um, so then you can, you, can talk, you can see your friend's schedule and be like, hey, you're doing this race. Hey, you're doing that race. Um, you know, why not, you know, then you could hook up and do that race with them, vice versa, uh, which is a very cool feature because it gives it a social media feature and not just an app. Um, you have a profile that people can see, which, um, you know, you can set to whatever preference you want, profile, open, public, or private. You can search, you, um, you can look for training sites around the world on the app. You can, um, uh, you can filter out. So, for example, you know, if you, instead of looking at all right now, what do we have here? We have, right now I have two, two, over 2,100 events listed in the next 12 months, and that's worldwide. Oh, that's wow. listed as of today, yeah. So you could say, okay, you know what? I only want to see races in the United States. You could filter to the United States, or you can say, I only want to see races that are in Washington, Oregon, um, Montana, um, California, Utah, Wyoming, and uh, Nebraska. You can set it to that. I only want to see races that are obstacle races that don't include A, B, C, or D. You can set it to that. So you can see all races around the world, or you could set it up to literally, you know, what I like to tell people is you can find a race in New Jersey that's a 5K, that's a charity race within 20 miles of your house. So hmm. we have the ability to see everything or see as little as you want to. Um, so that's a pretty, pretty good description of what the app is. So to pretty answer cool. your question about, yeah, thank you. Uh, to ask you a question about what's in the future, um, we're always adding features. Um, we're always working towards trying to make it a little bit better, um, a little bit at a time. It's very hard to, you know, we're on version three right now. You know, version one was the introduction. Version two had some pretty big changes. Version three had some other big changes. Um, so what we try to do is little, is, is almost like little changes at a time, just add things. You know, we're trying to, yeah. we're trying to do little things right now to make sure that what we have is version three um, is running how I want it to run. Um, I have a couple of techs uh, from a company called Blind Hack Software. They do they do all the, the the background work for me from day one. Great great bunch of guys who do it. But it's two brothers out in Jersey who do it for me. Um, constant communication, and we're always looking at feedback, comments, questions that come in. People will make a suggestion, and it was literally some you know it was an example. Someone in a post once said, you know, it'd be great if I could see the weather at my event. Next thing you knew, on our next update, we've got the ability so people can see weather at their events just by pushing a cool. button. Yeah, we, we connected yeah. to, I don't know if anybody uses the app Dark Sky. Um, we use their information. Um, they have a free version that we can, that we hook up to. So you push the button and it, it opens up right onto your phone, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're, cool. We're right now we're looking, yeah, yeah. And we're looking at things that are more user-based right now and nothing is set in stone with what we're doing, but we have ideas where we want to set up um, a tab where brands, ambassadors, people can put in their own codes. 
like, hey, listen, you know, this is my code for this race, this is my code for this race, this is my code for this product, you know, where anybody who's a buddy, an OCR buddy, will send it to us, we approve it, it goes up there. Um, you know, it's really a community. OCR is a community. And if there's a way that I can yeah. help people um, promote their own thing while maybe helping other people, um, I try to do that. Uh, so that's one thing we're looking at. We're looking at other ways that we can get the information to people better. Uh, we are looking to expand um, making some um, uh, partnerships with some brands, with uh, teams, to try to get more people just to use it. it it's the, the it's, And I'm sure you're aware of this. The OCR community is, is, is interesting because, for the most part, everybody is trying to help each other. And yes. That's what, and that's what we're trying to do here. It's, it's not, you know, when you look at it, it's a dollar ninety nine. It's not, it's not a twenty dollar. It's not a recurring purchase. It's not, you know, per per event that you whatever. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not buying a house off the dollar ninety nine here. Um, it's really just to um, build this community, help the community, and save people time, and hopefully get them connected with things and events and people and races and products that they've never seen and or known existed. And that's the cool part is when that yeah, happens. It's pretty cool. So <laughs> thanks. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, my favorite, my the favorite thing about when I see a comment or review is when someone says, wow, I never knew that race existed. That That's really cool because yeah. it's, you know, when, when we, when I first started doing this, um, you know, being in New York, being, you know, in the Northeast United States, there are certain events that you know are always around here, and they're not nationwide. You know, obviously Spartan is and Tough Mudder, Rugged Maniac. And yeah. we have some races that are on the east side of the United States with Savage Race and Bone Frog um, are good examples. You know, and then, but I'll see someone, you know, when I was starting to do this, then again, you, you find an event down in Nebraska. I think it's called, and I'm doing this from memory, the Filthy 5K that they call themselves the filthiest race in the United States or the dirtiest race. And I find it, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, and, you know, there are ways that, you know, there's things I've learned to search for in the internet and keywords to use to find, you know, you know, a local charity mud run in someone's backyard, it seems like. And then when someone else tells me, hey, I saw that race and I went and it was awesome, that's the best. That's the best feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, you're getting someone, um, to an event or to do something. And a lot of these small events, you know, I'm sure you know this too, a lot of these small events are for charity. Those backyard, oh, yeah. we'll call them mom and pop mud runs, you know, with the 20 obstacles that, you know, you know that, or the 10 obstacles and it's 5K and everyone's having a great time and you're going with your friends or your family, your kids. And, you know, and those are the ones that people are like, wow, that was great. I loved it. Thank you. And that's when it's like, wow, that was all worth it. <laughs> that's when it, that's when it's really yeah, cool. And, yeah, I completely agree. And that's one thing like we've really been pushing, you know, over here in uh, our area because I'm up in Seattle and then the Pacific Northwest, and we've really been pushing the race local. You know, trying to you know the big ones are fun, but yeah, hey, let's let's go after some of these local ones. You know, there's a couple up here that we really push that you know there's one that they call the Run Amok, which is a, a charity for vet finding uh, housing for veterans. Um, there's a couple of good ones up here. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh summit. The swamp is up there, right? Yep. Summit the swamp's yep. another really good one. So 
Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, I used to be um, for five years. I worked in minor league baseball, and um, you know, from director of operations up to an assistant GM for a team in California. And one of the things that I learned very early, and that I tried to always push to other people when they think about it, is in advertising and sponsorship. Not every swing is going to be a home run. You need a lot of singles to fill in the gaps. And what that yep. means in terms of that is not every person you call is going to buy a billboard on the outfield wall. Some people will buy a small ad in the magazine. Some people will buy a, um, a game day promotion. Some people will want a radio spot. And those are the, what you call the singles that, that fill in the gaps between the home runs using the, you know, the, 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 you know, which is what the theory was. And that's kind of what, I look at obstacle racing also is that you have these major events, call them the home runs and the scene using the same, the same terminology, but I call them the big boys. You got, you know, the racers who, um, the national events from, or to the regional events. Um, but without these other ones that fill in the gaps two three months without a race. So yes, race local and racing these local races, these small races are very important. Promoting them to people are very important because, it's if you don't keep them interested, you know, especially in today's world and society, their their interest is going to go somewhere else. They're going to find another yeah. hobby to, to do. Um, they're going to find something else that's going to occupy their time on that free weekend that they have, and they're going to not end up, you know, going to a, a local race or and then other races after that. And you know, so very big on the race local, these small races. Um, it's very easy to find the Spartan races, but it's not always easy to find, you know, uh, run amok or, you know, in, in, you know, in Ohio has a very big uh, race local community where there are events like Indian mud run and um, black diamond used to be uh, active. Um, that, that, that race kind of had to close down. It looks like with uh, the race director leaving where he was and a few others out there that are very good, uh, you know, frontline OCR and, abominable snow race and all these little events that, you know, you call them the local races, but they're big, you know, two, three, 4,000 yeah. people at some of these events, you know, they may be called local, um, but they're definitely events that um, are definitely worth finding. And that's, you know, another reason why we do, you know, at OCR Buddies, we try to get the people to these events or find the events to fill in that calendar. And even if it's a, you know, um, you know, like on Long Island here, there's a company that does a race out on, you know, um, and they do, I don't know, a few hundred people a race, but you know what? It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, yeah. if you don't get to these local races, you know, these little businesses don't exist. So, you know, you try to find something that's, uh, within 20, 30 miles of your house and you can get there. Oh, please go. People will be very appreciative. Yeah. And I think sometimes you'll find that, uh, the people that are there, uh, welcoming you at the gate, have a bigger smile than uh, than you expect to see elsewhere, because they're really appreciative that you're showing up. No, and, you know, no, spending your money on on their race, it's it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool ex uh, experience. A lot of these races. Yeah, yeah, Which, no, uh, I I agree. Yeah, so up that? there, I'm sorry, up there. Um, so, uh, so so you're in the Seattle area, you said. I didn't know where in Washington yes. you were. So what is your radius? Of like, okay, I'll travel, I don't know, 200 miles to a race, three hours to a race. Like, what is your radius on that? Um, it really, it really depends. Um, 
because what it comes down to is because you know like i said my wife really doesn't do the races so usually it's where can we make a, vac- a vacation to and make a uh, yeah, like make a vacation around a race so that's really what it goes to. There's a couple races, like I'll go to some of the local ones, like Montana, we'll take a, a trip out to Montana for a race. You know, we, we recently drove down to Los Olivos, California for a race, but usually like, you know, I said we do Hawaii, but we'll make a two week vacation out of it. And the races just happen to, you know, we'll be part of the vacation. We do the same thing with Vegas. We'll go down to Vegas and make the, you know, uh, take two days in Vegas after the races. So we always, we always try and really turn it into a vacation because we've done a couple of them where we just we go down race and turn around and come right back and it's not as fun it's a lot more fun as a family for me and my wife because she doesn't do the races to be able to have that vacation time afterwards so that's really it's not distance for me isn't really what it is it's what can i make a vacation out of so oh, that's a cool yeah. way of doing it yeah, yeah well i'm sure here you know um i you know just from doing you know what i do i know that the amount of races where we are here on the East Coast is far surpasses the amount of races there. Um, yeah. You know, up in the up in the, uh, the Pacific Northwest, and you know, we can. You know, I would say that within three hour drive from where I am, almost every weekend from let's say middle of April until mid September, there's an event somewhere within yeah. like a three hour drive. You know, because Boston's four hours. Yeah, so we don't get that lucky. Philly is. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you know, Boston's a couple hours away, and Philadelphia's a few hours away, and, you know, if you really wanted to travel, Washington, D.C. is, you know, six, eight hours away, seven hours away. So it's, um, I'm probably completely wrong with that. I think it's four, actually, thinking about it. But it's it's the amount of races that's here, you know, it's, you could always find something to do, especially, like I was saying earlier, there's. Um, the East Coast of the United States has a lot more regional events that we have also, you know, that are yeah. um, so a lot easier for us to uh, yeah, and I mean, pick a distance. Up here, you go. can find every weekend, if you want to do for an OCR, not as much, but just any kind of like a road race, you can find something just about every weekend. But I know for like us, like you said, within three hours, three hours for me in any direction, I'm still in Washington State. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, <laughs> Washington's a big state. So, I mean, three hours, I mean, I guess three hours I would be at the Washington border and with, you know, if I went south in Portland, so it would almost be in Oregon, you know, or just across the border. Three hours, it takes to get to Idaho from where I'm at is probably about four to five hours. And right, then so Canada yeah, is three hours yeah. north. Yeah, yeah, yeah Canada's really three hours north. Yeah, so we really have to plan. I mean, we do get some races. Like I said, we have some local races. You get Spartan, you know, twice a year, April and September, they're here. And then, uh, you know, when Tough Mudder, whatever happens with them, they were here, you know, um, in October, September, October, I think. So usually about the same weekend as Spartan or the weekend after. Um, So, I mean, we get a few races here. You know, we used to get Warrior Dash, but they're, you know, gone or whatever, supposedly. Spartan was supposed to bring them back, but I don't know what's happening there. But, um, yeah, you know, they, some they of those found other another ones race that, to bring back. <laughs> yeah. They found another so race like to Rugged bring Maniac. Back yeah. yeah, Rugged Maniac doesn't come to Seattle anymore. Um, they only go, they go to Portland, but they don't come up to Seattle anymore. They lost the venue that they were, were doing it at, and they just never found another one. So it's kind of, we, we have some up here, but that's kind of, I think, one of the reasons we really started pushing the, the race local because, we're kind of at that thing where we don't have a lot of these races, the bigger races here. So we really got to make sure that we, we push these local races. Cause if they go away, 
we lose 90% of our OCRs. You know, yeah. most of our OCRs up here are locals. Let me, let me ask a question. And I know this has happened in other spots, and, and I thought it happened in Seattle. For 2019, was there, excuse me, for 2020, was there one of the events that had to change a date or a venue because uh, yes. someone else scheduled? Yeah, okay. I, just, I, I thought it happened because I know that there were nine, um, nine times this year that events changed or have direct competition after the fact. And I thought Seattle was yeah, one of them. They did change the April date. I think they changed it. I think they might have changed it twice. But I know because uh, the Summit the Swamp, Swamp changed dates because they originally right. they set the date, so it wasn't conflicting with Spartan. And then Spartan moved the date, which made it conflicting, so then they moved to another date. So, but. Right, okay. So, yeah, it was, it was Summit the Swamp. I knew it was in Seattle. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to say, what, which you know, if I wasn't sure on the event. Um, but, yeah, that happened, uh, I think it was number nine is in my head that it happened. There were nine different instances where that happened this year, where uh, which people had to either move dates or have certain competition yeah. that wasn't in the original, in the original plan. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking about Spartan and that's just, you know, yeah. um, you know, uh, I know that up here in, 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 um, in New, was it New, up in New England, they had bone frog, had to move a date, had to move a couple dates. Um, I know that, you know, for example, Spartan moved um, one of their Midwest, I think the Midwest Beast date. They moved another date. They um, they moved two events and changed the date to be on the same day as the um, uh, OCR World Championships. There was another one in Florida, I believe, that got con- conflicted. But, um, yeah, so it's yeah. important to, to, you know, obviously, you know, Spartan is, 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 is the big is the big cheese, and, you know, their existence is actually very important. Tops of course racing and supporting them and going to their events is. is very important. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNet Pod. But yeah, it's 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 hitting these small events and you know and um, I, I'm 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 part of the team up here, the New England Spartans, even though I'm not a New Englander and I'm a New Yorker and people don't understand that but so my team in new england they used to actually have a race local series they didn't do it anymore but the events are still out there i know that like um, in texas the lone star spartans have their own version of 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 a race local um in ohio they have the ohio grand slam series and um and i know that they just started some events in the northeast region of the united states indian mud run fit challenge um i know i'm going to forget one or two uh, Noob Sanity. Um, oh, I'm blanking right now. Um, Viking Obstacle Race. I'm sorry, Asa. It's yes, your race, the Viking Obstacle Race. And there's one mm-hmm. other. They started what they call the OCR Bucket Series, which is um, yeah. very popular events. They 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 group themselves together, um, and it's for 25 bucks. You're it's you're part of the series. You can register through the events. I believe you get a discount to each one of those events, and that's from like upstate New York to Ohio which um, isn't near each other, but it's to get people involved. And what they do is they'll give you a bucket with, um, I believe, and I'm doing this from, if I'm not correct, guys, I'm totally sorry, um, but I mean, you get a bucket. I think for each race that you're participating, you'll get a magnet that attaches to the bucket. So for the bucket series. Oh, that's cool. So there are, yeah, and, um, you know, down in, 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 in 
the Southeast United States are events that are starting to work together. Um, I know Green Beret Challenge is working with Scenic City Mud Run down, I believe, in the Tennessee area on some of their things. They're doing a weekend together. So, you know, these events are also getting together and supporting each other. So these race locals are also becoming like race community, which I think is also very important for the OCR community because I think that people have to see a bigger picture. And this is something that OCR Buddy does help with is that people, when they start scheduling and seeing what's around, they can say, okay, listen, I got three events within 100 miles of my, of my spot. I ain't going to do it that weekend. You know, you know I, get, I get every so often a message from someone, hey, what's, you know, what do you got in April in, in Mississippi? You know, I'm, I'm trying to plan an event. I'm trying to see if I should do April or June. You know, so, you know, it's uh, something else that we do is we help race directors um, pick dates pick location sometimes if they'll know what, where races are using which uh, facilities. Going back to it with the race local, you know, it's, it's these, these brands now coming together and doing things together to support mm-hmm. each other. And the yeah. more people do that, um, not only do you get the ability of people ex, um, exposed to more, the race directors could then be exposed to more than maybe even work with other people and get some buying power and then maybe save some money for themselves yeah. and save some money for their, for their, um, for their athletes. You know, and if you could save a buck or two because you're buying, you know, shirts for races together from the same vendor and he can chop a dollar and a half off a price because he's doing four times the, the work instead of one. Hey, great. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. benefits also for, for everybody to work together. Believe me, if we can. Yeah, and that's one. As I said, we've been talking to a few races around here, the Beast OCR and um, some at the Swamp. They, they're working with Kaiul, um for uh, the Sagittarius series, which is another one where they're putting together and, like, making it so, you know, they're, they're, all the yeah. races are working together. There's Grid OCR and a few others all working together on that one. So Yeah, Ep- Epic Series is involved yeah. in that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, yep. I've, I've had very good experiences with Epic Series and Grid OCR. And 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 yeah, so of the Hazelana is really good. I've had very oh, good Hazel, Hazel with great. Yeah. yeah it's, um, so that's it. I mean, they've been trying to trying to really push the locals, but you know, like you said, it's going to take that the the race brands coming together to work together. I think to really build them. And I think yeah, and and it's really I think that when one person comes along and says, "Hey, um, it's a good idea. Why don't we try to get together?" You know, I think that a lot of people have that thought in the back of their head. I think a lot of race directors. And I've spoken to, you know, obviously, I, I speak to many. Um, and a lot of them have these thoughts in the back of the head like, man, I could work, wish I could figure out a way to work with others. Well, the way to work, the way to figure mm-hmm. it out is to pick up, you know, pick, I guess, you know, 15 years ago, you take pick up a phone and make a call. And now it's just send a, you know, send a message through Messenger to, hey, listen, can, you know, I have an idea. And, um, yeah. you know, things like, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, how is it pronounced? The Sagita? Sagita? Yeah, Sagita. S-A-G-I-T-T-A. Sagita, okay. The yep. Endurance Series. Um, and is and uh, is three elements involved in that also? I'm trying to I'm trying to picture this in my head. I think I know so. I just saw the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kyle was so, sort of three elements. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's you know, all these events just coming together and saying, hey, how can we work together? And it may not even be, hey, let's, we don't need to make a race series where someone wins. You know, we don't need to do that. We yeah. can just come together and say, listen, let's just promote each other, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's great that they're doing that out there. And, um, 
You know, it's it's very cool. It's very cool that that's happening. And you know, yeah. and if there's anybody who's listening, any race director who's listening, who is in wherever you are in the United States, reach out to me. You can get in touch with me through Facebook or Instagram at OCR Buddy. I say, listen, who's in my area? I'll definitely get you in touch with them. I won't just give you a name. I will get you in touch. I'll put the conversation together. Um, anything I can do for any of you guys that are listening, just please reach out to me, um, and I'll be glad to help anybody who, who does. Anybody who does. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so BSOCR well, yeah. is, is – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. And BSOCR is, is – the Pacific Northwest, including British Columbia, if I'm if I'm doing if I'm remembering right, pretty much. I mean, they they kind of they even kind of go over into Idaho and Montana a little bit too. So they're pretty much all of the Pacific Northwest. So and even down in Oregon. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, because there aren't too yeah. many OCR teams um, that I'm aware of up in the Pacific Northwest. There's not too many. There, there so really isn't. Cool that you guys. <laughs> yeah, because BSOCR took over everybody. It, you have about 2,400 members, if I remember right. Um, on the yeah, on the Facebook page, there's about 2,400 people. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm sure you guys supporting yeah. all these events going out there it looks pretty cool. And you know, you got a wave, and it's everybody from your team. That's very yeah, cool. It is. It was being, being a member of BCOCR for what since well 2015. It's been interesting to watch it grow. I mean, when I started, I think we had 30 members. And now it's, it's, it's huge and it's, it's gotten interesting. Cause I'll be honest, a lot of times at some of the events, I, I don't even know the people anymore. It's like, it's so weird to see all these people wearing beast OCR shirts. And you're like, I don't even, you know, it used to be, I could name everybody off the top of my head. Now I have no idea who a lot of them are, which it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see them get that big, but you know, it, it is interesting. Yeah. It's, I get that totally. Cause with, um, you know, with the, with the New England spawns, there's probably, you know, a good bunch of people who I know, but it's, you know, it's very cool when you're on a race, you're going down a hill or something, you see someone going up the hill and you just, you know, yell, hey, spot, and you just give a wave and, or you hear someone yell the same thing. And it's pretty cool also because just get that little, you know, like, hey, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. You don't feel like, you know, <laughs> in that moment you're in your head of, oh my God, I don't want to be doing this. And then you get that moment of someone yelling your name or the name on the back of your jersey or whatever, something about just to give you an encouragement. It's very cool. So. Yeah, that find, is really cool. Find teams to so, join. Find because you're never alone when you're on a team. Believe me, never. It's so true. And you know, make sure and and find a team that you you know is going to be your family because a good team oh, becomes yeah. your family. So, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. And there's there's yep many good teams out there. Many there are too many. There too are. many even mentioned. So yeah, well, that's before so true. Forget, and don't always just. Don't always just go for the big ones. Sometimes some of the small ones are even better. So. Oh yeah, it's the um, there's more than a handful of teams that are like fifteen, twenty people where they train at the same gym and they just they're. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they they train at the same gym. They hang out all the time. They're on the course together, and it's all and it's like you know fifteen brothers and sisters, and it, that's you yeah. know and. It's, yeah, it's, so it doesn't always have to be uh, the biggest. doesn't have to be the one that's right in your backyard. It can be, you know, any of them. But, uh, oh yeah, it's um, yeah. Being, part of, being part of a community inside the community is a very cool feeling. And, um, you know, some of my best friends in the world are people who I've met through obstacle course racing. 
Um, you know, but I just went to when I, I, I was just in a wedding party um, in in Vermont, New Hampshire. I'm blanking on exactly where it was. You know, six and a half hour drive from Long Island. Um, you know, I was like from from a, from one of my buddies, um, almost like a brother to me at this point, who I met literally at an opposite course race, and we end up running the course together. And since then, it's been like, you know, it's like that guy who, you know, or the girl you talk to, and then you don't talk to him for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and it's like the conversation never ended. You know, that's yeah. that's the kind of friendships yep. that uh, I've met through this. So it's it's fantastic. Great community. I've got Love a few, Love a few like that. It is. Oh, so do I. Well, we're about at the hour mark, which is about where we like to keep it. So is there anything you want to say to our listeners before we, we finish this up? Yeah. If you're listening to this um, podcast... If you are a member of Beast OCR, because I've authored this to you guys before, or you know what, or even if you just want to try it, download OCR Buddy for free, send me a message through Facebook, send me a message through Instagram, tell me the email address you used to download OCR Buddy, I'll upgrade you for free and premium, not a problem at all, I want everybody out there using it, more people the better, um, users can add their own events. So if there's those little small events in people's backyards that I'm missing that haven't been entered, you guys can enter them. So literally anybody who's hearing this and you want to use OCR Buddy, please send a message or an email to uh, Ross at OCRBuddy.com and I will upgrade you for free. It takes me literally five seconds to upgrade someone from up from the free version to the premium version. So you don't have to spend a dollar ninety nine if you don't want to. Um, just message me and I'll take care of it for you. And if anybody who's listening, anybody in Beast OCR, that is always open to you guys. So you can always tell anybody in your group anytime. Please download it, tell, tell Russ, and he'll upgrade you for free. So that's, that's out there. I just wanted to Perfect. mention that before we finished. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Russ. Um, thank you for talking with me. This was a blast. Um, I will make sure that uh, when we, we post this episode that all the the info to get the OCR buddy is posted up with it so everyone can find you and yeah thank you for talking to me I appreciate it and thanks for making the offer I had a blast uh, literally it felt like no time left at all so I feel like right you know, we just started yeah. very cool oh yeah it was a great conversation so alright thank you thank you very much and have a good day everybody alright goodbye bye bye thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on Facebook like and share the podcast Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 